step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello and welcome. I'm back. I'm John. Now he's no, back from the dead. Yes, I. Well, back from the uh, mind-numbing tooth ache that kept me up for like two days straight. That was hell. But thankfully, Sean here took over and did an excellent job. Excellent. I as, wouldn't say excellent as the host. I would. Yeah, I could have done better. Uh, That's just me. And also, as he mentioned at the end of last week's episode, I've changed my Twitter handle. It is no longer Funokami Oka. It is now FuMixalot because, as I've said before, Funokami Oka is hard for people that don't. I don't. I don't want to say it's. It's hard if you don't know like minimal Japanese or you don't know how to say it properly. It's a lot of syllables that too that are unnecessary. Yeah. So and then mix a lot because I do stuff like you know I edit this podcast. I edit another podcast. I'm probably gonna start editing another podcast. Uh, so that's a lot of mixing. Plus, like you know, I like big butts and I cannot lie. So I might as well. I was about to say that. <laughs> Damn it, John. <laughs> I've already and- said that before, so that's why I had it on. I had it on hand. I think I made that reference the first time you mentioned it to me too. It's possible. Yeah. My memory, yeah. my memory is like Swiss cheese. But yeah. yeah, I introduce yourself. I am the well. It's still October, so I'm still the spookiest, Sean. At least for another two weeks, and then it'll probably go back to normal. Or I'll think of a, some Thanksgiving pun. I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm busy with school and nonsense. The, the cornucopiest, Sean. That seems a little too complicated. The graviest? The stuffingest? Maybe the stuffiest. Stuffiest. I said stuffingness, but stuffiness is interesting. Eh, I don't know. The weather here is going to get stuffy anyways. Oh, so. yeah. El Nino... That's another reason why I'd like to move out there, so I don't have to deal with snow. Yes, but you'd have to deal with 100-degree weather every summer. I'd rather deal with 100-degree weather. And At your least sandals I, melting to the sidewalk. I well, I go in flip-flops all day, every day, so it doesn't matter. Unless I <laughs> unless I do have to go out, I will admit, I tend to put shoes on. But uh, I'm glad to have you back. Oh, yeah. It was very lonely. Yeah, I, I can imagine I did a couple by myself, so I, I know what it's like to try to do a podcast <laughs> by yourself. Yeah. Um, 
little bit. But I've done quite a bit since the last time I was on this podcast. Um, a lot of watching. A lot of watching. Um, but we'll get to that stuff in a minute. Yeah. I did essentially, I feel like what, um, what Sean would want to do with Tokusatsu if he could. But you will be able to on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week. Unless I'm working. Yeah, that's true. Telling people they can't park in certain locations and waving a flag at them. (laughs) Hey, it's a job. I I make the most out of it. I have as much fun as I can possibly have. After you point towards someone, flip it around, yeah, like you know, do pull like a marvelous, and like spin it in your hand and like put it in the holster, <laughs> or put it in your pocket. <laughs> like someone got to where they need to, great spinning pocket. <laughs> hmm. Might have to try that next time. Ah, uh, okay. We should probably start going because, yeah. Eh, we're only five minutes in of rambling, but yeah. yeah. I have Critical Role to watch, but we'll get... Actually, just to get it out of the way, I'm just getting it out of the way now. If you haven't noticed, uh, Nerdist and Geek and Sundry teamed up together to do a special Dungeons and Dragons episode. It was half hour long. It was called Dean Diesel, where uh, Vin Diesel played a a small one-off uh, campaign thing of Dungeons and Dragons. Was he a witch hunter? Yes. And to promote the new movie. Obviously. Yeah, that's, that's what it was for. But the the genius <laughs> behind it was the DM for it was Matt Mercer, who is also the DM for Critical Role on Geek and Sundry, which they do live streams every Every Thursday from 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific time. Do the math if you want to watch it. I'm I'm not going to do it. I can do it. I just don't want to right now. And two of the people on the show, uh, Laura Bailey, who plays Vaxalia, as that's her character in Critical Role, and Travis Willingham, who plays a character named Grog, who is his actual character from Critical Role, were there to, to do this one-off campaign and like i said the genius behind this campaign the witch hunter class does not exist matt mercer made it up literally spent his own time creating his own idea of a class called witch hunter for vin diesel to play he then shelled out the details and sent it out and people are already starting to use the class in campaigns well, it was either the Witch Hunter class or the Talking Tree from Outer Space. Yeah. And it's funny. Well, see, you know, I'm waiting for someone to, like, laugh in Diesel playing D&D. He has played D&D his entire life. Like He's he, a nerd. Yeah, he is. He's a huge nerd. And he's played D&D, again, for his whole life. He's a nerd that will break your face. Because, And if you don't believe me, go on, <laughs> just go on YouTube. You go on YouTube and just look up uh, Vin Diesel D&D, obviously the Dean Diesel will show up. But I know he's done a couple interviews where he uh, he explained that he used to play D&D all the time. I think he even has a tattoo of the name of his very first D&D character. 
Huh. So all I'm saying is, is if you go watch this Dean Diesel and you love what Matt Mercer does, go watch Critical Role because it's what he does every week. You've got trucks rolling by your house. I've got people slamming doors in my house. I'd rather have the doors. It's not as frequent. Well, I mean, if we had the actual doors, Jim Morrison would still be alive and breaking on through to the other side. All right, I'm done for the day. <laughs> oh, man. I would am... you break on through to the other side and... Uh, shit, I had, I had one. You have to make it a ghost pun. You could oh, say well, well, Takaru's breaking on through to the other side. Yeah, but it's well. See, we early. could we could we could still make it. A, we could still make it a ghost pun, and you know, Riders of the Storm. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think I could. I, I can't think of anything for that to go into. But um, all right, let's actually get to some of the news. <laughs> We're on a three-hour time limit. Now so did anyone see that new Star Wars trailer during football? Did you nerds sit through football for a half, like for an hour I or so? That, I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, wait, you're putting a trailer for the biggest geek movie to come out in any time soon, and you're putting it in during football? Well, here's the logistics behind it. It was shown on ESPN, which is owned by Disney. That's true. As well as Star Wars, which is owned by Disney. Yeah, that's true. It was very cost-effective for Disney to do a marketing scheme like that. Plus, the first half viewership skyrocketed. Oh, I'm sure. Of course, I caught it right as it was coming on, because I was busy binge-watching something. Oh, right, Minority Report, which that Twitter always is confusing me, and I think I confused them. Which yeah. is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but thoughts? Thoughts on that crazy, I, insane trailer? Like I said, I'm not really. I'm not head over heels over it. Like, don't get me wrong, it was a really cool trailer. I'm just you know, like I've seen. I saw people like, oh my god, I've got manly tears. Oh my god, I'm going insane, and I'm like. It's a trailer for a Star Wars movie. Like, I know there are going to be people like, oh my god, I can't believe he's acting like... like I'm sorry. Like, I don't, I don't know what the deal is. Do I think it's cool? Yes. Would I watch it? Most definitely. Am I head over heels? Holy shit, I can't believe my mind's blowing? No. <laughs> I'm just not. Because trailers, trailers can't do that. If I watch the movie and I walk out going, oh my fucking god, it was amazing, then yes, it's worth it. But a trailer, it's like... It's nothing new, in my opinion. You what? know, it's it's the problem with having old characters come back. It's like, we saw Leia and Han together. Well, obviously, we knew that was going to happen. We see Ky- you know, Kylo Ren. We knew that was going to happen. Oh, look, you know, spaceships are exploding in space. We knew that was probably going to happen, and it's happened before. It just didn't give away any of like the plot details, which yeah, is a it... refreshing thing coming from... Um, just trailers in general, because we get the plot spoiled to us in all of the Marvel movie trailers. That's true. All of them. Which is why I avoid those like the plague. Like, it is legitimately the bubonic plague of trailers. (sighs) Uh, 
but I mean, I'm I'm excited, but uh, what's weird is the movie comes out two days after my girlfriend's birthday, and she's really wanting to go see it opening night, and I'm like, I don't know if opening night's a smart idea. I wouldn't, especially in California. Well, we did that for Age of Ultron. Different. Right. <laughs> totally different. I mean, like, you... Star Wars has been around. I mean, yes, you could somewhat say that, you know, Marvel's been around since, like, the 50s. It's like, yeah, it's true. But Star Wars, in my opinion, is a lot bigger than Marvel or DC. Like, Marvel and DC combined. I am so sorry. My brother is being an asshole right now. As he normally is. If you didn't, if you hear that annoying screaming wail, that's him. I just, I heard it, but I tried to ignore it and keep going with what I was saying. (laughs) I might just, I might go back and mute that myself. Well, that's up to you. I probably will. I had to do that with with another podcast I edit, and it spent, I spent way too long on it. Well, I'm, I'm marking the time now, so... Like, the time code for it, so... Yeah. At least I'll be able to find it. Eh, let's write it on the back of my essay that I got a good grade on. How good? A B plus. 89 out of 100. Not bad. And I wrote it the day before it was due. Wow. I commend you on that. I can't do essays. It's the same reason why the Ace of Geeks... They, Mike keeps asking me, it's like, you should write articles, you should write articles. And I'm like, I may be decent at it. But I can't do it frequently. Like, well, like I, I, I hated essays when I was in high school and college. I do a lot of writing in my spare time. I'm usually like writing reviews and stuff, especially now with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy um, animated series, which no news has come out of that since it got renewed for a second season. And the soundtrack came out last week. I haven't but... watched it since episode three. I keep forgetting. <sighs> Well, luckily well, for you, there's no fart jokes in the next two episodes. Well, to be fair, I've been on, like, a, a head rush trying to finish Flash and Arrow. Which, which we'll I managed to, to do. in a little bit. <laughs> Alright, we're going to move on from the... Star Wars. Star Wars. There's not much else to talk about. It was cool. Than... We await the movie. That's pretty much it. It's cool. They're probably going to release another trailer because... They'll release Disney. like eight more trailers before we get it. And then you can piece together all the trailers and that's the movie. And I'm going to ignore every single one after that. Like, all I need is a reveal trailer, maybe some footage here and there to see that it's happening, and then move on with my life and watch other things. Hmm. But... So we're doing Marvel or DC next? I score it down the list. Down the list? Well, then it looks like Marvel stuff. From? The Marvel Report. The website that I write on, that my friend Andy is the the main editor for. He runs another podcast that I'll be referencing later when we get to the DC news. But we've got the Hellfire pilot and the Legion pilot, both... X-Men properties ordered by Fox. Well, yeah, you know why they did it, right? 
Because it's X-Men. And why else? Supposedly the rumor is that um, Fox traded these two for a certain failure of a movie that happened this past summer. Well, what I was getting at is that the reason why they're doing this is so they can keep the X-Men rights. That's it. You know that's the only reason why they're doing it. That too. I, cause that's, that's what irritates me. You know, it's it's a guy... It's I think of it as a guy drowning in the ocean. He's flapping about, his arms are flailing, and he's been doing it for years. And every time someone shows up to help him, he's like, No, I got it! I'm out every, completely everything under control! And then he just keeps flapping his arms over and over again. And then he just he just keeps flailing, you know? And then he's like... Oh, well, maybe if my arms aren't working, I could start kicking. And that's what this is. He's decided to finally start kicking his legs. And it's just not working. And it's not going to work. And then one day, the tugboat's going to come back, and he's going to be like, yeah, fine, get me on board. And then X-Men will go back to Marvel. But the good news is, actually, that I'm pretty sure Marvel Studios has a little bit of a hand in it, too. Because I'm seeing Jeff Loeb who does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Jim uh, Corey. Is, uh, as well as Jim Corey being showrunners. So that means it's not entirely Fox's control over it. The only the only way this could turn around and have any success whatsoever is if somehow it was in the same universe as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's not going to happen, but because I feel like that's the, the only X-Men way... X-Men we... properties are in their own universe as is. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, then that's health. The Hellfire Club is um, set in the late sixties, and will follow a young special agent who learns that a power-hungry woman with extraordinary abilities is working with a clandestine society of millionaires known as the Hellfire Club. Hellflyer. Hellflyer. Yeah. Yeah, to take over the world. In the Marvel Universe, the Hellfire Club go often goes toe-to-toe with the X-Men. So it's basically like sort of a villain-esque team, which we don't know who's going to be in the lineup. So because this pilot has just been ordered, there's it's pretty much like Krypton over at Sci-Fi. It's in the pipeline, but it's not anywhere near the end of the pipeline. Yeah. Except Krypton's been in the pipeline for about a year and a half now. Oh, and I just thought of something. I'm not going to go off on a tangent about it. I just popped into my head. Huh. Next episode, you know what else we'll be talking about? Who? Supergirl! That's right, we'll have two episodes of Supergirl. Yep. Oh man, there's going to be so- I have so many shows to watch now, and I blame you! <laughs> like, it, it literally just used to be Tuesday, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then Critical Role on Thursday nights, and then that was it. Now I have... Well, I don't blame you for Blind, blind Spot. I won't blame you for that. So that's Monday. Monday, Tuesday. I, well, double... Oh, see, I never used to have anything to watch on Monday night. There was never anything. I'd maybe watch a little bit of football, but that was it. Now I have Supergirl, Blind Spot. Tuesday is Flash, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wednesday is Arrow. Thursday is Critical Role, and there's nothing on Friday. As of yet... As of yet. 
If Constantine was still on the air, I would try to get you to watch that too, but I know you probably Technically, wouldn't. I could still watch it. There's 13 would, episodes. Yeah, I'd have to find them. I could probably find them with the uh, normal, you know, outlet we get our stuff from. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I still have them saved on my computer. I could... Since I have access to my school's um, Dropbox, I now have about 100 terabytes of storage space that I can use. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I set that up the other day, and the setup actually had Peggy Carter's information in the tutorial. And if you didn't see my post on Twitter, I was blaming one of of the uh, editors over at the Marvel Report, uh, Lauren, uh, about it because she's the Peggy Carter fan. Her and Amy, not um, Jennifer. No, Je- I did, I don't know Jennifer on a personal oh, level. I, I know Lauren. Say. I know Lauren on a personal level. I was going to say because her picture is of her dressed as Peggy, and in her bio it says she loves Agent Carter. No, I don't know. I don't know her. Okay, I, I actually don't. Um, as of yet, I'm working on getting to know them. I mean, it it's going to take some time. Well, yeah, there's but... a lot of people on the Ace of Geeks, too, so that's... <laughs> yeah. Moving along, we've got the Legion pilot, which is going to be headed by the same guys that the Hellfire Club is being headed by. But we've got the writer, one of the writers from Fargo who's going to be writing the pilot. Interesting. So it's another sort of X-Men property... Sort of. also, oh, so he's writing it. He's also the executive producer, alongside fellow producer Fargo producer John Cameron. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Uh, introduces the story of David Haller since he was a teenager, had struggled with mental illness, schizophrenic, been in and out of psychiatric hospitals for years, but a strange. But after a strange encounter with a fellow patient, he's confronted with the possibility that the voices he hears and the visions he sees might be real. Ooh, we might have a psychic. And we all know how you love your psychics. Fake or real, for that matter. (laughs) Um, Tell them about that fanfic I showed you. That horribly written fanfic? (laughs) I mean, the story was interesting. Like, the concept of it. Turning Arrow into a police procedural... Seemed promising, but the grammatical errors, the yeah, the the syntax errors, the context errors, and the <laughs> fact that he couldn't write one of the pivotal characters correctly just upset me. <laughs> I didn't even bother finishing it. <laughs> Granted, I ran out of time uh, on the toilet as well when I was reading it. Uh, just, just a small bit of. Uh info on that. I was going through fanfiction.net one day because I was talking with another friend um, and I just like randomly went through crossovers because they have a section for crossovers. Just be like, what do they have on this one? And I just kept going down lists and I saw Air- there was one fanfiction of a crossover between Arrow and Psych. So I sent him the link for it. I didn't even read it because I, you know, I haven't seen Psych so I just sent it to him. And there are some really weird ones. Like, like, for, I'd be able to write a better fanfic <laughs> for crossover. Just a little bit of information. There was, uh, Sean doesn't know, but there was. Why well, I told him, but he hasn't seen it yet. 
Um, there was one that had a crossover between Flash and Common Rider Double, which is actually really interesting because in Double it was two people coming together to be one rider. And in Flash, you had Ronnie and Professor Stein coming together to make Firestorm. Or next week, we're going to be having uh, yeah, Jackie Johnson or Johnny Jackson. I, it's one of those two combinations of <laughs> names. I can't remember, even though I just watched the promo for it, like, not even three hours ago. Yeah. Shows you how Swiss cheese my brain is. Well, yours is, yours is a lot less holy. <laughs> oh, wrong kind of holy. God damn it. Could have, could have also been a... Uh... <laughs> a Harry Potter reference there. Yes, but you go straight for the religious references whenever you can. Well, that well that was that was the Harry Potter reference. Minor if you haven't seen Harry Potter or read or whatever, one of the twins, Fred and George, he gets his ear taken off and when the twin asks he's like, "You feeling all right? You feeling all right?" and he's like, "I feel holy." And he's like, "Holy." He's like, "Is he all right?" And his mind he's like, "I feel holy." Because I have a hole in the side of my head, you know, so. It wasn't yeah. funny in the show. <laughs> well, no, because that was the twin who, yeah. No, but it wasn't. It was the one, the the one who asked him is the one that, you know. Yeah, I don't remember. This was a while ago. Let's see. I don't blame you. I've listened to the audio books like seven, eight, nine, ten times over, so. Um. So yeah, back to Legion. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm doing this. It's just this is all stuff I know nothing about, and then I think of one idea and I go with it. So just blame yeah. me if this goes on. I mean, for a there's not much else to say other than it's being a, like it's being adapted from the people who adapted Fargo. So it it might be something that yeah if it ends up has half as good as Fargo we'll have another solid TV show based on a comic book I mean it's, this main character sounds like Cisco because the stuff he's doing the stuff Cisco is starting to do except Mi- minus the voices well yeah it's, this is more so of a sort of this is what a lot of like telepaths deal with when their powers are first emerging yeah Jean Grey, Professor Xavier, the entirety of the Tomorrow People, which is another CW show that got canceled that I'm still really, really pissed about. But it did give us Ronnie Raymond in The Flash, and it gave us Lincoln in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, Oh, and it also gave us Golden Glider in The Flash as well. I don't like that name. Golden Glider? The first time I saw her, I'm like, why not just call her Lady Gold? And I'm like, Cisco is always on point with names. Well, that one he created just without even like thinking about it. He just wanted to appease her because she has the hugest crush on him. Which I never actually thought was real until he, <laughs> until she kissed him. Until, I was like, until this week, yeah. Okay. I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll, I, until... This week, I didn't really, like, push it. I was like, can this just end, please? And then this episode showed up, and I'm like, okay, I can go with this, and now please make it real. And then by the end, she kissed him, and I'm like, okay, yes, more. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, moving along. Um, Netflix might be getting another Marvel TV show that's not a Defender show. Not part of the Defenders. Or it might be. Not entirely sure. Because it's still just a rumor. But ever heard of Moon Knight? No. The only only knowledge I have of him was from the video game Marvel Ultimate Alliance. He was a playable character. But um, since Deadpool was in it, I went with him. Oh god, it's from El Miyambe? Uh, the oh, thing is, the, the editor also writes for Heroic Hollywood, so... Yeah. Take it what you will. Well, El Miyambe is the guy who dealt with the Power Ranger fandom. And when we called him out on his shit, he just started raging and ra- ranting and raving and raging and started blocking people. Like a dick. Didn't he block you? He blocked me because I fucking called him out on it. Eh, I stayed back and was like, eh, I'll just let the I, fandom I, beat itself up because that's I, always fun. I did it on purpose. I mean, I said something and I said, I wonder if he'll block me, and then he did. So, I'm not saying this isn't real, I'm just saying, you know, I, f- I feel like you should take it with a grain of salt, if anything. Unless it's like, no, it's happening. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. I mean, I don't know too much about Moon Knight. He's kind of like one of those C-list Marvel characters. Yeah, I'll say. I'm pretty sure he's on one of the new Avenger teams, though, because everyone's on an Avenger team now with the all-new, all-different Marvel comics. I mean, hell, Deadpool leads the uncanny Avengers with old Steve Rogers. Old Captain America and Deadpool (laughs) working together. That sounds like something Deadpool would do. Well, the thing is, they both respect each other. I mean, Deadpool, as a kid, looked up to Captain America. And went into Weapon X to become like Captain America. And ended up with the shitstorm that we'll see in February with the movie. But in Chicago, Illinois, Mark Spector is an American rabbi's wayward son. As an adult, what the Spe- hell? As an adult, Spector has been a heavyweight boxer, a U.S. Marine, and a mercenary. Oh, he you're become- reading the Moon Knight stuff. Yeah, okay. his origin. He becomes a strong and skilled combatant, and he befriends French pilot Jean de- Jean-Paul Duchamp, who he- whom he calls Frenchie. That's funny. While working for the African mercenary Raoul Bushman, okay, I took that a whole different way, (laughs) in Egypt, the group stumbles upon an archaeological dig whose crew includes Dr. Peter Alrone and his daughter Marlene. The dig had uncovered an ancient temple where artifacts included a statue of the Egyptian moon god Khonshu. I'm guessing. Intent- oh, that's right. Okay. Intenting on looting the dig, Bushman kills Dr. Elrone, Elrone, something. In response to Elrone's murder, Spectre challenges Bushman to personal combat and defeats Bushman, but is left to die in the sub zero temperatures of the desert night. Roping Egypt's. Egyptians who worship the ancient Egyptian gods find Spectre, carry him to their temple. 
Help us before the statue of Spectre's heart stops. Konshu appears to him in a vision, offering Spectre a second chance at life if he becomes the god's avatar on Earth. He awakens, wraps himself in a silver shroud, covers the statue, confronts Bushman, defeats Bushman, returns to America with Marlene, Frenchie, statue, decides to become a crime fighter, silver cloaked costume based on silver shroud. Okay. So there you go. He dies and he becomes essentially a ghost. A ghost avatar for this Kanshu. Basically, like, Ghost Rider in the Marvel Universe, sort of. But more so, like, the Spectre over in um, DC. I would have said Ghost Rider, but actually good. Not an anti-hero. He's an actual hero. Right, which is why I put him more (laughs) along the lines of Spectre from the DC Universe. Jim Corrigan. Who character debuted in the title Werewolf by Night number 32 in August of 1975. Interesting. Hmm. Other versions 2099 House of M Infinity Infinity War Yeah, in the Infinity War crossover the alien double of Moon Knight had ambitions. Using a source of cosmic power, the child Franklin Richards, he became the multi-dimensional Moonshade. He then murdered the majority of the multiverse's alternate versions of Moon Knight. Zombies. Uh, Marvel Zombies is a fun comic. There's S.H.I.E.L.D. apparently. April 2010, S.H.I.E.L.D. number one. Features an Egyptian version of Moon Knight. Huh. Ultimate Marvel. Yeah. And Universe X. Alright. So, that might be an interesting Netflix show. I mean, I am actually interested now. If it goes along the lines of what Daredevil has done, expect a sort of dark and gruesome ah, that sort doesn't, of... That does not please me. I, I, especially because reading that made me interested in seeing a show about it but then if it ends up being Daredevil 2.0 I'm not going to watch it when it comes out I'll let you know because um, I well, kind of keep the site updated as much as possible uh, I also did watch episode 1 and 2 of Daredevil so I know you know, just uh, I have mentioned it before but I'm just re-saying it for the people listening you know, I feel like, you know, it's like, well, you don't know about this, that, and the other thing that happened in the series. I watched episode one and two, and at the point where he was dying, and the female friend there had to literally, like, stick something in his lung so he could start breathing again, I literally started hyperventilating myself, and after that point, I couldn't watch it anymore. I watched, I well, I watched the episode, because that was the same episode with the uh, the one-take hallway fight. So I watched that. After that, I couldn't watch it anymore. So Yeah, and episode three had... Um, no. No, it wasn't episode three. It was like episode seven or eight when we had uh, the Jungle Fury Rhino Ranger get his ass kicked and killed. <laughs> oh, it was probably well-deserved. Well, he did a Russian accent quite well, which is weird. 
Oh yeah, that's right. He was in that show. I was like, wait, was that a guest star? And then I'm like, no, wait, he was in that show. Yeah. He was he was a series regular. Yeah. And Jessica Jones is Ika Darville and David Tennant. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, the crossovers are real. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of quote crossovers, I mean it's not really a crossover. It's the next Thor movie, but you know how Hulk's not going to be in Civil War. You want to know where he is? Is he really going to be in Ragnarok? He's going to hang out in Asgard. With Thor. Because you know who else is not in Civil War? Thor. Yeah. Well, well, because I feel like, the, from what I think, Ragnarok and Civil War are going to take place at the same time as far as timeline. Mm-hmm. So then... Thor is going to come back after Civil War, and I'm sure there's going to be a moment of what happened. Yeah. And the great thing about this news is that it opens up the possibility for a new Hulk standalone movie. I it opens. It. I really do. I'm sorry. Like, I, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people, you included, with all that optimistic stuff, and I just don't think it's going to happen. The only way it would happen is if they do what they did with Spider-Man. They, like, push something back. And they've done it before. I just don't see it happening. Or they do the Planet Hulk storyline. I, w- I would like to see that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't that... want to see a Hulk movie. I just... Well, if you know anything about the Planet Hulk storyline... I mean, there's an animated there's an animated short about it, I think, somewhere out there. I think there's or an animated Netflix. movie. Um... And that is a huge story in the Hulk's history. I mean, Hulk is, he's more of a main cast of the Avengers than Hawkeye or Black Widow are in terms of, like, in the comics. And it just seems weird that he's not getting his own movie. I feel like Marvel has a sour taste in their mouth from the uh, the other Hulk movie. The one that was... The first one? Yeah, well, no, not, the, not the first one. The one that was supposedly supposed to be part of... It is. It is part of... It's still part, technically part of the MCU. Okay. Because of the end credit scene where Tony Stark walks in and talks to General Ross about the Avengers Initiative. Right. It's so. just... It's a different actor. It's a soap opera recast of the Hulk, yeah. of Bruce Banner. So that, that's why I feel like there hasn't been one. It was actually a quite successful movie. The problem was... The problem was behind the scenes. Right. Because the pro- the problem was with, with Norton. I don't remember exactly what it was, but something with Edward Norton... To the point where, like, Marvel just completely washed their hands of it. And that's why they haven't talked about the movie. Or anything that had to do with that movie. Because they don't want to talk about Edward Norton anymore. So they just dropped it all together. If they didn't have that end credit scene, then yeah, they probably would drop that movie completely. Like, that, to me, that is the only thing keeping it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If that end credit scene was not there... The movie, they Marvel would be like, no, it never existed. Because of Edward Norton and the sour taste he left when he left. Right. But 
a Planet Hulk movie would be nice. Oh yeah, I would watch it. I'm just skeptical on if it's going to happen or not. I mean, we've already actually seen one of the characters from Planet Hulk, Korg. He showed up briefly in Thor 2, so... Yeah. But we don't know if Loki's going to be back for this movie. He probably will be, but well, maybe we don't movie, know. Yeah, probably. We don't know. And the last bit of Marvel news, at least, that we're going to get to because we are on a time constraint, is... Madam Mask for Agent Carter Season 2. Um, like, she's a villain. Um, yeah. Oh, it was from a panel? Um, I don't... Yeah, it was from the New York Comic Con panel. Um, this was actually posted after I recorded the uh, the last episode. So, I didn't get to this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was posted while I was recording the Toku section of the podcast. <laughs> so, um... You could have edited it in. I could have, but I... Nah. But yeah, it's just another... It's like a... It's just a, a villain for Season 2. There, there really isn't much else. I'm not entire... Like, I, I know Madam Mask is like... She's sort of a big player with Hydra. At least I think she is. Man, my geek credit's just disappearing. Well, that's just what Wikipedia is for. Yeah. But, yeah. Madame Mask. Oh, her. Okay. Gold Mask woman? Yes, yes, that's her. Daughter of the master criminal Count Lucino Nefaria in Rome, Italy. Uh, Alright, then I can close this out and. Eh. Wait. Did I mention? Yes, I did. Okay. Frost, Names stay the same. That's cool. I don't really want to look up everything. Other versions House of M, Marvel Noir. It's, yeah, she she wears a mask, as her name implies, um, and she's a villain. That's pretty much all we need to say for now, because we don't know what this interpretation of Madame Mask is going to be, and we won't know until Agent Carter comes around. So, I actually want to skip around with this last part, because um, I want to talk about a certain pair of shoes before we get to D.C., because I don't want to leave us on shoes. Because shoes. And because yesterday, the day since we're recording this on the 22nd, yesterday was Back to the Future Day, the day that Marty McFly traveled to the future. Um, we still don't have hoverboards. Jaws 19 isn't coming out. And, um, well, we're not wearing... Um, pots and pans on our head either the fashion trends are different too and um yeah but there was a certain pair of sneakers the um self lacing shoes 
Yeah, you know, that you you pull on the sides and they lace themselves up. Yeah, Nike's actually doing it. Well, yeah, there's a video of uh, I I because I know Michael J. Fox had a pair. They gave him one. Yeah, no, they they gave him, um, and he's modeling them and he puts them on. But it's so funny hearing him, as the laces come down. Yeah, so the funny. the shoes are actually quite loud, which is actually kind of crazy, but it's cool that you know they're at least doing something. I mean, Pepsi also did their Pepsi Next or whatever, yeah. twenty dollars a freaking bottle. That's not surprising. I mean, you're paying a dollar for the soda and nineteen for the bottle. See, like, the funny thing is about these shoes, people are going to buy them. The bad part, nobody's going to wear them. Well, yeah, because we we live in a day and age of collectors. So people will buy these shoes and never touch them again. Well, the, the other thing is that, you know, in Back to the Future, the shoes were just like, you could go into a store and buy them. They were just like any other shoes you could spend maybe like, you know, $40, $50 on. In our world, they're a pair you're going to have to pay like $500 for. So nobody's going to want to wear them unless it's like maybe once or twice around the house. Or if you have a cosplay that you might wear them inside of the the convention center. And then you're like, we're leaving. Okay, let me take my shoes off and put them in a box and then, you know, shrink wrap them. Speaking of cosplay... I did manage to find a skateboard with a kiwi bird on it. How much? About sixty-five bucks. Not bad. Yeah, I I just Google searched it and then I followed the link in a, one of the pictures. I'm like, oh, and it's like is, it's the same. It, it's the white kiwi bird. Is it? Well, is the kiwi bird on the? It's the place on, where you on put the your black, feet yeah. or on the bottom? On, on the place that where you put your feet. Ah, uh, okay. Now all you have to do is save up to buy one. And then learn how to ride one. Yeah. Which I tried once. Let's just say I bruised my tailbone. <laughs> All I have to do is learn how to do like some flip tricks with it. I'm not going to do anything crazy with it because um, I already have one broken wrist. So that kind of takes out a lot of tricks. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's see. Next, courtesy of the Quiver, the Green Arrow podcast website, um, a really good Green Arrow podcast um, done by uh, by Michael Cohen and Amanda Konkin, both Vancouver natives. Um, they actually got to um, interview Stephen Amell once. That's cool. So, like, they yeah, he Stephen Amell came over to Michael's house and they recorded. He went over to his house? Uh-huh. That's I think insane. So. I think so. That's insane. Yeah. But these guys post all the Quiver, like the Green Arrow news, and they post their podcast stuff as well. Um, it's a really good podcast. Like, really well done. And they've been doing this for, you know, four years now. At least this iteration of it. That's crazy. But 
we've got some news about not a character that's coming to Arrow, but sort of an Arrow character coming to Legends of Tomorrow. I'm looking at For the those second. Of you, I'm looking at the second paragraph, and I'm intrigued. Just the first line of the second paragraph, and I'm intrigued. Okay, so there was a little cameo by Sandra Hawk in season two of, uh, or no, you saw her in season three with the the Flaro crossover. She was the in when they were in uh, Jitters when Oliver was leaving Jitters, and and his one of his exes showed up. That that was supposedly Sandra Hawk. But according to this, Connor isn't going to be the illegitimate son of Oliver Queen and Sandra Hawk. Okay. So he's not going to be the Jon Snow of the DC Universe. (laughs) For those of you who get that reference, kudos. I have not seen a lot of... Uh, Game of Thrones, and I know the reference. For the same reason you don't watch Daredevil or The Walking Dead. It's just <laughs> gruesome as hell, and it's, I love it. It's just totally unneeded gruesomeness. Well, that's, a, also, that's my opinion. Also, a lot of nudity. Nudity I don't care about. I really don't. That that <laughs> doesn't bother me. Old guy dicks, I don't care. I'll, I'll see that for the sake of the show, but you know. Yeah. The unneeded stuff is just unneeded so but the weird thing is if you go down to um the fourth paragraph we already know that oliver has a son that he doesn't know about yet but if this connor hawk isn't the one that appears in legends tomorrow if this isn't like his son then could it be the like earth 2's version of connor hawk could this be be, could this be earth 2's arrow would be interesting who knows We'll have to wait and find out. Yep. Like many other things. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> so this kind of actually ties back to the Star Wars stuff. Um, because uh, Mark Hamill, did we see Luke Skywalker in the trailer? Is nope. Luke Skywalker Kylo Ren? Is Jar Jar Binks Kylo Ren? No one knows. I... I don't know if I, I don't know if I I didn't say it when we were recording the podcast, but I I said it uh, before we started that um, I watch a YouTuber named Philip DeFranco, the and the runner of SourceFed and all that other stuff. I don't watch SourceFed because I just don't. I watch Philip DeFranco and that's it. Um, right, but he he's known for SourceFed. Yeah, for the the audience. Yeah. Um, and he made a, a random statement that caught me off guard, but at the same time had me thinking, what if Kylo Ren is one of Luke's sons and kills Luke? Totally plausible. I mean, the trailers haven't shown much of a plot other than a black stormtrooper becomes a Jedi, which caused the boycott Star Wars troll movement. I roll, I roll, I roll. 
Sorry. <laughs> it's not a video I, podcast, so you don't see my eyes rolling. They're I wrote, literally rolling out of my head. General Iro? Not General Iro. Gah! <laughs> I, I rolled my eyes. I rolled my eyes when you said that, too. Gah. But, I rolls for Iro. Yes. But we have Mark Hamill also returning again to The Flash. Because... Yep. For those of you who don't know, he was the trickster in the 1990s Flash with John Wesley Shipp, who is Barry's dad in this version of the Flash, but Mark Hamill is also the trickster in this version of the Flash, and the dad of the other trickster. You don't Confused what I just... yet? Oh, dude, I just had an awesome thing pop into my head. What if Henry Allen is from Earth 2? He came to this planet... Stopped being a trickster, or Jack Trickster, stops being stopped being a speedster and settled down. You wouldn't be the first one to have thought up of that theory. I want that to happen. How but, freaking awesome would that be? It's possible. I mean, but of course, we doesn't have to be from Earth two. He could be from Earth three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Did you he, did? <laughs> Did you catch the uh, 52 reference? No. What is 52? New 52. The DC, like, comic book. Oh, it's, yeah, I... It went right over your head. I know of it, but at the time, <laughs> I just wasn't really thinking Because there's 52 it. portals that are open. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. Also, Jay Garrick got a haircut. Yeah, I didn't notice that. I'm like... Wait, he got a haircut? Okay, I mean, it's not totally unheard of. It's just, you know, I wasn't expecting it. No. But, yeah, we've got Hamill coming back as the trickster. Which is awesome because, once again, more star power on a TV show. Yeah, I wonder if the kid's coming back, too. The door's open for both of them. Okay. So, it's totally possible. Oh, yeah, the door was left open for both him and the second trickster. Okay. His son. Yeah. <laughs> Which was funny when he did that the I am your father reference. Oh, I'm so I'm glad si- you actually I'm watched s- that. Like, I was sitting there, I'm like... I'm like, there's another reason why I did. I'm like, oh, God, he's his father. And the, the line <laughs> didn't even... The line didn't even hit me. And then all of a sudden, he's like... He looked straight into his eyes, and it's just like that split second before he said it, oh my god, he's gonna, I am your father. I'm like, oh my god, seriously? <laughs> yep, that's <sighs> that's the producers and the director going, go for it. Like, it's, it's, the, it's funny, because there are so many references, it's like, for the viewers, when I started watching Flash and Arrow, this was like... Two weeks ago? Two, two, two and a half weeks ago. I started watching him, and through a period of time, I started to like Flash more than Arrow. And he, Sean kind of guessed it right, because Arrow tends to go a more darker area where Flash tends to... It mixes well the well, the, nor, the normal aspect with the drama slash dark area. This season of Arrow is looking to lighten up a bit. Oh, or big time. Color itself in a little bit. Oh yeah, you can just tell from the just from the final scene <laughs> from last season. 
when they were driving into the sunset and it was just well, all when of I this color. Said, when I said color it in, I meant the name. Green. Green. Arrow. Okay. Black canary. I do think it's Theo funny. wanting to be the red arrow. Yeah, I, I did think it was hilarious. So like, he's like, I have to change who I am. And if I do that, I'm going to have to change you know, you know what I look like or some shit like that. And he's like, I'm no longer the arrow. I am the green arrow. And I'm like, ooh, big change. Well, his costume's a little lighter in green as well. Thanks if you did, to Cisco. If you... Thank you, Cisco. <laughs> Which, by the way, again, I, I, t- I told Sean before... I love the continuity. I love the name drops. They don't have to even appear. Just the fact that Caitlin will say Felicity or Oliver, or Caitlin will say, or uh, Felicity will say Cisco or Caitlin or Barry. Just the fact that that happens, I am overjoyed. Because crossovers for me are huge, but continuity is even better. So when the continuity continues, rather than just like, hey, team up, yay, everybody's happy, and then everybody goes their separate ways and never mention again, sort of like, you know, the, the first three episodes to Power Ra- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 3, but what are you going to do? Uh, but, you know, so when everything is mentioned again, that's, you know, it's pretty cool. How about that Harrison Wells cameo right there at the end of this oh recent God. episode? Well, see, like, I'm sure everybody's going to be like, well, it's going to be the Harrison Wells that got killed off. And I'm like, how can it? He was erased from existence. Unless you're going to say there was another alternate universe where the same thing happened. And I mean, because I, I will admit, if this, if that Harrison Wells ends up being Zoom, I take back everything I've said about Flash. I'm dropping that now. Because it is not something that should happen. And if it does happen, it's ridiculous. Because Flash is better than that, than rehashing old story stuff. Well, we'll see. I mean, him just showing up doesn't mean anything yet. Well, no. And then, of course, you know, next week's episode is going to have them, like, freaking out. Oh, my God, it's Harrison Wells. Oh, my God. And then he's going to be like, no, no, I'm cool. Or Garrett's going to... It's going to be Garrett. like, oh my god, you're walking. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting. It's like, I'm going to laugh if Garrick's like, oh yeah, Harrison Wells, I know him. He's, you know, he's been a friend of the family for years. And it's like, really? You they're know, definitely, then... definitely going to be hesitant. Barry especially. More so than he was of Jay in oh, episode yeah. two. Which I hated. Yeah, there, there's some <laughs> issues with that, but it's... Like, like, oh, you lost, you lost your speed. Is kind of like how Barry was approaching it. Yeah, he was. He's being a dick, and I hate it. Well, he got better with episode three. You well, just, yeah. Also, the possibility of well, I mean, if you've been keeping up with Flash news, audience, then you'll know that Patty Spivet is the love interest of this season, supposedly. Oh, we don't need another one. We really don't. We just got over one love triangle with Eddie being killed. Well, and now we get Linda another being one. Being a love Spivet. interest as well in season one. Linda. Yeah, the other reporter at. Um... Oh right, yeah, that didn't last long though. I don't count that. No, no, no. It lasted a few episodes because she saw that Barry was in love with Iris. But yeah. the thing is, 
right now we're still unsure where Barry and Iris are in terms of them getting over what happened. Because Iris has to, like, she's starting to come to terms with Barry being the Flash, but not with the fact that her boyfriend killed himself to prevent someone from existing and watching <laughs> Harrison Wells or Eobard Thawne just, like, literally break apart and return, like, his speed power returned to the speed force. But him himself is... Go- oh my god, that, that... Okay. Sorry. Just had a light bulb go off in my head. Oh, okay. Okay. Just reminding me of something. Because in the comic books, the lightning bolt that hit Barry was future Barry who became part of the Speed Force. So... (laughs) You're saying the lightning that hit Barry could have been Eobard Thawne? It wasn't Eobard Thawne. Well, the... The lightning bolt that hit Barry was probably future Barry. Which doesn't make sense until you understand the Speed Force. But... This Harrison feels like Wells, the morphing grid. Yeah, this this version of Harrison Wells could, in fact, be a speedster because of that logic. Granted, it probably is not going to be the case because two different Earths, weird concept. We don't know how the speed force works on Earth too. Well, I wonder um, if you can breathe on the moon. <laughs> The moon has a breathable atmosphere. Oh, God. But enough of my crazy ramblings. You might hear me ramble another time. Yeah, we could, like, honestly, I. This is not a good day to be rambling about Flash and Arrow, despite the fact that I could ramble for hours as well, so. And last but not least on the news docket more Flash. More Flash news. <laughs> Also, more Legends of Tomorrow news. Yeah. Because Damien Dark, which is spelled with an H in Dark, just for those of you who have been spelling it... D-A-R-H-K. Who have been spelling it like the absence of light. (laughs) The absence of light. Well, that's what darkness is. It's the absence of light. Well, I know. It's just the way you said it. (laughs) But, um... The absence of dark. Push-up glasses. (laughs) But, um... Damien Dark being on The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Which, since it's all in one contained universe, it makes sense. I mean, we had a metahuman show up in um, in Arrow who takes off his tattoos that regenerate and throw them at people. That was kind of cool. It was I'm Gambit. Like, did... It's Gambit. That's basically. what I thought. I'm like, it's Gambit, isn't it? But they don't call him that. And I'm like, Double Down's okay. Except it reminds me of the KFC double down that my friend almost had a heart attack while eating. Uh, I haven't had one, but I wouldn't say no to it. Mm, I would say no. I eh. I would. <laughs> but then again, I'm trying to get Ranger fit, so yeah, that's out of the question. That would take me about a decade to do so. Unless you just start eating nothing but salad. Yeah, but that that's destroys disgusting. my inside. That destroys my... Well, I don't mind salad. I'll eat a salad. It just destroys my insides to the point where it cripples me for the rest of the day. It's expensive, leafy nonsense. That too. But 
Damien Dark, the crazy magician, the actual magician, not to be confused with confused with Merlin, who is the magician as well, um, antagonist for season four of Arrow. Um, I mean, it makes sense that he's going to show up in Flash, because you know it's. You know, it's well, Damien wait, wait, Dark. It's well, high. yeah, and we already know he's reached out to metahumans. So, because that's what Double Down was. He was a metahuman. Yeah. So, we already know he's doing that, so it makes sense he's going to show up in Flash. And then and, Damien and, Dark being on Legends of Tomorrow, possibly working with Vandal Savage? That's pretty cool. I mean, Ra's al Ghul in Arrow is a wimp. Damien Dark is the Ra's al Ghul we needed. Yeah. I mean, the fact and... that he's, like, cutting his hand open, doing blood magic to gain invincibility and magic powers, is just... It, it's what... That is allowing magic to sort of be brought into this universe, which then allows for two weeks from now the greatest demonologist of all time. <coughs> I wouldn't say the greatest. The most British demonologist. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, all I have to say is after coming out with all of this information about, especially with Damien Dark going with Flash in Legends of Tomorrow, we have Sarah coming back via Constantine going to Legends of Tomorrow. Um... The Hawk character going into Legends of Tomorrow. Hawk Girl, yeah. Not Hawk Girl. Uh, Connor oh, Hawk. Oh, oh, Connor Hawk. Not to be um, confused with Hawkman or Hawk Girl, who are both yeah. going to show up in Legends yeah. of Tomorrow as well. With all of this stuff going on, if there is not a Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow crossover just spectacular, I am going to be severely upset. I really am. Because I was let down in the one episode of, what was it? Flash or Arrow? Was it one episode of Flash where it was the all-star team-up. It was not all-star team-up. It really wasn't. It, it was, was this, it was Firestorm, a normal Flash. Adam, yeah, Barry, a- and Oliver in his Ra's al Ghul outfit. Well, I mean, freaking... Oliver was there for all of, like, five minutes. And the Adam was there for the whole episode. T- to me, it wasn't an all-star team-up. It really wasn't. You know, it wasn't... The, the first one was. Where it was... You know, it was the team-up with Barry saying, Fine, I'll do, it, I'll do it your way, or whatever. Something like that. That was the team-up. No, that was an all-star team-up. The, the second one wasn't. It really wasn't. Yeah, no. Because it was like, you know, the Adam and Barry and all of them are doing everything, and then Oliver's like, hey, I'm here to shoot a couple things, and then take down the villain from... That's what I hated, is that it was taken down by Oliver, not Barry. Like, this is, this is the Flash's enemy, and then you have the character from the other show show up and take him out. That is not good. That doesn't say much for your hero. I mean, Oliver could do it because it's it's entirely possible with how much training he's had. It just wasn't the right time for him to do it 
not the right place either. Like, if Zoom was running around Star City, that'd be one thing. Oliver could do whatever he wants to Zoom there. Or Blue Flash, or the seven other Reverse Flashes that exist. <laughs> because Reverse Flash is a dozen people. I kid you not. Eobard Thawne is just one of about a dozen. What if they'll touch on all of them? Probably because multiverse. Yeah. And besides the rogues gallery he has, the main antagonist for Flash is Reverse Flash. Reverse Any of the Reverse Flashes in any of the Flash, like Barry Allen's storyline at least, were the ones that killed his mother. And that's what set him off to become the Flash. But, I mean, he's fought off with Wall... Reverse Flashes have fought with Wally West, with Bart Allen, with Jesse Quick, with Jay Garrick, you know. I, I just got Wally West. I just got that. Iris's nephew. Nephew? Nephew. Ah. Uh... But we haven't been in... We just were introduced to Mama West. Yeah. So, this could be maybe Iris's cousin on her dad's side. Or, again, Earth 2. Well, well see, what, what, don't, what doesn't get me, isn't Wally West white? Originally, but with this reimagining, well, Iris West used to, is originally a white ginger in the oh. comics. Which is why um, Wally is also a redhead. Because they're a family of white, redhead people. Well, but, so with this me, but with yeah. this reimagining, with having the Wests be African American, it makes Wally net like Wally either be um either be half black, half something else, or adopted into the family or a distant relative. Yeah. Or be black. Because if it if if the character ends up being Barry and Iris's son, there is a chance he could be white. It's not it's not their son. Well, I I know I'm well their we don't son know what they're is gonna do in this. A non speedster who then gives birth to Bart. Ah, okay. And Bart has the speed force. Well, to be fair, again, that's that universe. Right, but traditionally that's what yeah. it has happened. So but... it could happen in here where Wally West ends up being Barry and Iris' son. We yeah. don't know that. I mean, they've already casted um, Wally West. Did they? Yeah, because they, he's showing up in season two. Um, Keenan, it's spelled weird. It's K E I Y Nan Lonsdale. Keenan Lonsdale. Which, let me. I'm guessing he's African American? Oh, yeah, he is. I mean, in the comics, there's a version of Wally West that's African American. But I'm on Den of Geek right now. Um, I'll send you the picture, actually. Um, let's see. Go Skype. Hit that button. But yeah, it's... He's kind of, like, light-skinned 
like light-skinned African-American, like Iris, like um, Joe is. But, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So, yeah. There's a lot that's going on in this season alone, because we also have Jesse Quick, who's been cast. We have... She's another speedster that's not related to Barry or um, the Wests. That'll be interesting to see if she comes from Earth 2. Probably. Or or if they really want to keep going with this multiverse thing, have her be from like Earth 3 or 4. Right. That's what we I want know. more of. We'll be exploring that as it goes on. So we'll I see hope, where I that goes. So. I, I just don't want it to be like... There's all of these different multiverses, but we're just going to concentrate on Earth 1 and Earth 2, because reasons. Well, I mean, that's kind of how the comics work. The comics only work on one or two Earths at a time, because it's just too much to incorporate every single Earth's Flash, because of how the multiverse works. Because there's an infinite number of multiverses, where one of them probably has Cisco being the Flash. <laughs> that would be interesting. Or Oliver Queen is, is dead is... Deathstroke. Yeah. And Diggle is Deadshot. Or um Felicity, Felicity is Arrow. Felicity is the the green arrow. Or Yeah. Honestly, this could go on forever. But that's <laughs> that's a topic for another day when we have more time that's what I want the flash finale to be I want the flash finale to just be like they finally find zoom and then out of nowhere like 13 however many they want to do flashes just show up and it's just the, you, know, you have zoom just surrounded by flashes that's what I want yeah. That would be epic. Again, only time will tell. Yeah. So, I guess, wrap it wrap it up this time, this section. Yeah. Because there's not much else to talk about other no, than um, episode previews and recapping episodes, but... Yeah, if we started, like, two hours earlier... Which I couldn't have. Well, yeah, I know. I'm not saying... I, <laughs> I blame you for it. I'm not doing that, but... <sighs> because I'm a responsible human being. Yeah. I'd like to be a responsible human being. I just can't, apparently. So, yeah. <sighs> yeah, we're gonna end this part there. When we come back, we're gonna talk Toku. We're not actually... We're not gonna be talking Toku, because we can't say that, because... Can we be talking Taco? I don't think so. I oh, okay. honestly, I feel like Chris would would us rather be talking Toku rather than because you know talking taco is something <laughs> special to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so okay. no, Chris, we're not we're not stealing your names. Not we're yet, really anyways. Yeah, Although once the podcast ends, I'm Christopher Columbusing that thing. <laughs> Bursting down the doors, planting a flag, and going, this shit's mine. And with that, we end the part. We'll be back in a break. Adios.
Welcome back. We're here. We're not, well, I was going to say we're not queer, but I'm pansexual, so I guess that's kind of out there. And we're, we are going to mention a gay joke later on. God. I do not look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, yeah, it, it's, we're going to breeze over that. Trust me. Yeah, we're here, we're here for Toku. We've got about an hour to do it. So let's, we've kind of narrowed things down. Um, we're aware of the new Dino Charge preview for the Grey Ranger debut, but we've already seen the episode. Much like the rest of the fandom. We're not going to talk about it until next week, so if you were hoping for that, sorry. We actually we'll have two Dino week. Charge episodes to talk about, so we don't need a unaired episode to fill in the gaps for us. Yeah. One of them was a Halloween episode. Which I didn't see. I still never found a link for it. I didn't try looking for it, I won't lie. Well, technically it's supposed to come after the Grey Rangers de- debut. Graphite Rangers debut, because they used the Pocky Zord. Oh, uh, okay. But... That's why you confused me. Because I thought the Green... The, I keep saying Green. It's not Green, it's Grey. The Grey Ranger had already debuted, and then the Halloween episode happened. Because the nope. whole, like... From when I watch things, it gets screwed me up completely. But now I know. Yep. And the first piece of news we are going to jump into... I have two links, but it's for the same thing. They, they happened ca- about a day apart. Yeah. They have cast both the Black and Red Ranger for the Mighty Morphin reboot movies for next year. Sorry, fans. The Black Ranger's not black this time. Yeah, they they fixed themselves before before everything happened. We don't. I, it's might not even be a technical reboot at this point. Yeah, from all the like, <laughs> if you want further details on the situation with with the Power Rangers movie and all that jazz, uh, did you touch upon it last week? With Ranger Command talking about it. Well, I was going to mention Ranger Command, but I don't know if you talked about it last week. Um, I mentioned a little bit of what's actually going on. 
because I talked about Scorpina being like the villain supposedly yeah. for the movie, but Ranger Command does talk to, does touch about it. Their their episode last week, they kind of yeah. go a little more in depth on it. And, go um, go watch it. Listen, go it listen actually, to it. It's not it a video act- podcast. Go listen to it. Did I say watch it? Yes, you did. Sorry, go listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> they used to do video for themselves, but they don't anymore. It's too time-consuming. It's too time-consuming. Um, but yeah, go listen to that, because not only is it that they talk about this, but it's really cool, because they talk to... Uh, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. He's uh, the original... The, the he's like cast. Ranger cast. And this week... You guys are in for a treat from them, too. So go listen to them this weekend as well. Because um, Yoshi, they are interviewing Yoshi, and you might hear one of my insane questions. (laughs) Because I ask Yoshi insane questions always. Um, Also, before we move on, huge, huge shout-out to Nightmare. Huge. Yeah, thank you. Like, out of everybody (laughs) that started listening to this podcast nightmare picking it up and actually mentioning it in the comment on their on ranger commands last episode was huge i mean yeah i plugged myself but what what else was i supposed to do yeah and (laughs) nightmare just lumping us with talking toku and you know ranger cast and uh ranger command power hour is just huge seriously yeah so Big thanks, you know, Nightmare, for that. You the best. Um, but yeah, back to the movie stuff. Um, so I wonder how many people are going to try to boycott this movie. Oh, you know there's going to be people saying, boycott the Power Rangers movie because... Especially if the names come out differently. <laughs> yeah. but Like, just, just with everything that, like, Ranger Command touched upon, like, how... It might take... They might pull off, like, the Star Trek continuity where Dino Charge happens, but then essentially 199 Heroes happens and everything gets wiped out and then this alternate universe has this new team of Rangers brought together by Zordon or whoever. You know, and... (laughs) Zordon comes back to life. Honestly, if they did that, I would not be upset. I really wouldn't. I want a fresh take. I so seriously I. need a fresh take on this. If, if we don't have Jason, you know, Jason, uh, Zach, Trini, Billy, if we don't have those, I'm fine. I really am. Because we don't need those characters. Those characters, like, I go back to what Nostalgia Critic did when he talked about the Avatar of the Last Airbender movie. People saying it ruined the fandom. It didn't ruin the show. It didn't ruin the fandom. It was just. We still, we still have that. The this show was still exists. Totally it didn't, different. It didn't you, like set torch to all the master tapes. Yeah, if you watch this movie and you are upset because it doesn't have Jason and the original five name slash characters in it, who cares? You want to see those characters? Go back and watch the original three series. Go back and watch those and stop complaining. Because if you're complaining, then you just have no life. And I'm I'm sorry, you are pathetic. If you also, if you want really fake casting news, Secret Ranger fan has been entertaining me for most of the day with her insane, <laughs> her insane casting, like fake casting. Have you found her like, yet? One of them was like, ah, oh, no, she hasn't been on <laughs> she hasn't been on Call of Duty in a while, and I haven't even played my own Xbox in a while. Gathering dust. Oh uh, well, it's in an armoire, so I'm not sure how dust oh, okay. is gathering in there. 
But I did buy a little mini Darth Vader candy bowl at Target this week, this past week. Okay. It's it's adding to the ever growing collection of unnecessary crap I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is why I referenced it. Um, but, but yeah, so we've got the the Black Ranger uh, actor's name is Ludi Lin, I guess. That's how you would say it. Um, Ludi Lin, Ludi Lin. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Ludi Lin. If someone listens to this and I'm wrong, please correct me. And if somehow I don't know how, but if somehow he listens to this, I apologize. If I you're listening some... to this, tell us. Yeah, I do. I do know some. You know, I he's not Japanese. I can understand Japanese names a lot better. He's either Chinese, Korean, or Vietnamese. Korean. Yeah, I mean Vietnamese, Thai. You know, there's quite a group. Lin just kind of th- makes me think Chinese, though. I could be again. I I could be completely wrong. Do you want but, to hear some of AP's fake movie casting? Yes, please. Eddie Murphy as Mentor. That's hilarious. That girl in the background of one episode of CSI Miami as Yellow Ranger. <laughs> Marge Hellenberger as Villain. She was Hellenberger. in. Yeah, she was in the first. She was in CSI. Yeah. And Jaden Smith as Blue Ranger. And oh, I'm doing air quotes great. after all of like the Rangers and Villain. Yeah, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, and then the last one, um, nobody as Green Ranger because there is no Green Ranger in this movie. Thank God for that. If you see the Instagram comments on the Power Rangers movie Instagram, people are like, "So who are they casting as Tommy? So who are they casting as Tommy? I hope they oh, cast yeah. someone good as Tommy." No. And then you get people going, "Oh, it's just going to be JDF because he's that badass." All I have to say is, "Fuck you." <laughs> My Morphin Life season four, JDF tries to get on the movie set. Oh, yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> it's just him trying to sneak on the set with a camera crew following, around, like, following like if him they, around. If they extended an offer to the entire original cast just to be on scene to see them film it, not actually be in the show, I'm fine with that. Like, everybody. Not just JDF. Just everybody. You know, so, like, Austin St. John could just roll on set and watch him film stuff. Yeah. You know? But again, that would cost a bond money. Yeah. Um, well, see, again, what I would do is I would extend the offer, but I wouldn't fly them out there. So, like, if you want to show up in the area and you want to be on set to see us film, we'll allow it. You know, we'll say, uh, watch out for them. If they appear, let them behind the scenes, let them walk around, blah, 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 interact with the actors and stuff. But they're not like, we're going to fly them out here so they can sit and they can watch it. That's what I would do. Because it yeah. would cost money, and it would cost money for stuff that you just don't need. Plus, it would be more of Lionsgate money, probably, than Saban money, but... Even then, Saban would be like, do this as cheap as possible, but make it good. Yeah. D- okay, so then we've got Dacry or Dacker. However the hell you pronounce his first name, I apologize to you, Mr. Montgomery. Your first name is hard to pronounce. Because there's too many vowels, too many vowels spaced away from each other. I was about to say vowels next to each other, but that's consonants. Consonants are too close to each other. Because I can English. Dacker Montgomery is Red Ranger, with quotes around it. So we've got a 
dirty blonde haired blue eyed red ranger so just while while you were talking I looked up uh Ludi Lin mm-hmm. performer profile ethnicity mixed Asian Eurasian thanks well that's helpful yeah <laughs> what else has it what has he been in I mean they're casting relative unknowns for this so yeah I'm not expecting anything um, huge filmography uh they look like just movies monster hunt uh he was in an episode of marco polo marco polo uh, all right holiday, show's done holiday spin was a tv movie stasis the shannon entropy the intruders they're all shorts hmm. so relative unknowns then okay that's cool see full bio oh just that okay that's fine yeah known for shannon entropy holiday spin and monster hunt all right well again i don't know what his ethnicity is we say he's asian we know he's asian i can tell you that one good good job good job great work We don't really have a name for the other rangers yet, but I'm seeing people comment saying that Dacker looks more like a blue, like a Billy, than yeah, Jason. I can see that. But the thing is, I'm pretty sure they're going with a different take on the characters now. Probably. They might still go with the same names, but different personalities. Oh, here we go. Did you know? Nickname. First name pronounced Dacre. Dacre. Like D in front of Acre. Got it. Yeah, they they say it's D A Y hyphen K E R, so it's Daker. Got it. Daker Montgomery. That that's kind of cool. All right. <laughs> ethnicity Caucasian. Thank you. Oh, that's, well that's done. That's not ethnicity. That's well color done. of skin. Well done, IMDb. Well done. Performer <laughs> profile. They got his height, five foot ten. Okay, his they don't even have age. They have age range of eighteen to twenty-five. Well, they don't know. They're not psychics or anything. <laughs> They're just eyeball the height based on pictures. I mean, he's about the same height as I am. Wait, does same. that mean I could also Me be too. the Red Ranger too? So I could be Spider-Man and the Red Ranger. You want to be Black Ranger? Oh, that's right. I am the same height as James Davies as well. Eh, okay, that's right. He's not really he's not really known for anything either. According to IMDb, the last thing he did that at least that's on here anyway was a Family Tree pilot trailer, which is a TV movie. Before that was Bertrand the Terrible. Huh. All right then. Yeah, that's it. Just Moving from three. America to Japan. Because there's not much else to talk about these guys because they're absolute no ones. Yeah. I mean, I, Naomi I Jones is the only one that has some film credits behind her with Terra Nova and other projects like that. But she's still not like a big household name. So, yeah. which is concurrent with most Ranger casting. I see, like, that's one of the things that I don't like. I've mentioned, I think I mentioned this before. One thing I don't like with Power Rangers is that 
they go like I like that they go for no ones. Give other you know give not not I'm not talking a movie for the television show. I like that they just give like nobody's the chance to you know get themselves out there to play a character and then hope to you know bounce off that to continue. But it's also a problem. Like as I said, I look at like Sentai and Kamen Rider and stuff. They get kind of famous people to st- to play characters, but at the same time, they kind of they get you know people from agencies, the 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 equivalent of unions over here. Well, also you know? agencies are here too. You have acting agents and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's true. So it's but... it's it's a common thing. And with how tokusatsu is over in Japan and how popular it is, compared to how popular it is here, it makes sense. It's not as popular here because in America, if something is for a kid, it's automatically deemed to be stupid. Like there's no acting, there's no talent, there's nothing behind it. And if you've been on a kid's TV show, odds are your acting career is in the dumps. Unless you're really basically just Amy Jo Johnson. No, I wouldn't use her as an example. She's the only one who's had sort of any semblance from of the Mighty Morphin part. cast. Yes, not total. Well, again, Johnny Young Bosch as well, with er- him with his voice well, acting career. A lot of them have prolific voice acting careers. Well, but... if you if you really want to like talk entire Power Rangers, the New Zealand cast, anybody from New Zealand is just crazy well known over there. Well, yeah, James Davies also he's well known there but i'm talking about in just the, the states and technically amy joe johnson isn't even that big in the states she's more of a canadian star because yeah. flashpoint's a canadian show yep she's the only american on the canadian show no she is i think she is canadian like originally i'm pretty sure i don't know i don't keep up with this because it's amy joe johnson yeah and the only time she appears is when she wants money from the fandom Exactly. So, which is funny too because but, she used to be my favorite character. I had to, she was like the first crush, and now she's crushed. So uh, whatever. So, going to Japan. Um, Japan. Which one do you want to start off with? Do you want to start off? Oh wait, let's see. Um, they're kind. Of, you kind of put them in out of order. Yeah, because the Ghost um, Q two stuff. Put that after the. Um, yeah. Do you want to do Genesis. the Q two one? Want to do that one first? Yeah, and we'll finish off with the other okay. ones. Okay, well, that works. So we got scans, more more uh, ghost scans, um, involving a pair of sunglasses that turn into a sword. I'm see, I'm having Jungle Fury flashbacks. <laughs> yes, and we're looking at probably what's going to be the mid-season upgrade for Ghost. I like. And, um, yeah, okay. Anyone who's saying he looks like um, Deadpool or um, Red Hood, this would be sort of the suit that you're looking for. Yeah. And it's and it's funny, because I, I mentioned it in the very beginning, uh, D-Pity. Yep. He's a cosplayer. He's a Deadpool cosplayer, one of the yeah. most well-known Deadpool cosplayers. And something that is really freaking cool, I don't know who he contacted. He contacted someone... To get a Common Rider Ghost suit because he wants to cosplay as Common Rider Ghost. I'm not even joking. 
And now I feel like if he does, he's going to want that one. Yep. So we get... Which is kind of good and bad, because A, we get the representation of Kamen Rider, but it's bad, because if he wears it, someone's just going to be like, that is a kick-ass Deadpool costume, who made that for you? And then I just want to be like, fuck off. But yeah, this also, it shows us Token Boost, which is the upgraded form. So imagine it being like Jimba or Dead Heat, in a sense. Um, more so Jimba because Jimba takes orange and fuses it with something else. This will take um, <laughs> Ore and fusing it with something else. Yeah. Did you just do the ha ha? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jimba lemon. Ha ha. Ching. Because clearly Rioma's French. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So. Well, speaking of Rioma. The, oh, next, yeah. the, the next two, they have Goemon Ryoma. I don't know if that's... It's I don't know a if different it's like, Ryoma. Well, obviously. I, I don't know if it's... Goemon is the left one, and then Ryoma is the is the right one, or it's all just one, or something. I don't know. The scans are blurry. It looks like someone took it with a cell phone from early 2000s. Well, so I've seen some people do this before, where they'll take like they'll take like a they'll have like the full picture but then they'll cut things out strategically and then make it fuzzy just to make it look like hey ha cuz like even it's blurred you can tell it was edited yeah no because of the names or whatever on there is blurred out and then we- <coughs> the next picture shows three more icons for grim sanzo and himiko and grim is based off of you know the grim fairy tales so Rose Grimm, yeah. So there's going to be another sort of non-Japan thing being turned into an icon, like with Newton Robin Hood. or Robin Hood or Edison, uh, Edison or Da Vinci. Because Da Vin- we'll get into Da Vinci next, because yeah. that, that's for the next one. But um, then we get a look at the Sunglass Slasher. Try saying that three times fast. Sunglass Slasher. Slasher. <laughs> so what it looks like is it's he uses it and he puts the ore icon in and then he puts the token boost icon in and that creates token boost so it's not like two forms coming together it's more of a well a boost well yeah because you know instead of just a new icon you have to have another toy to go along with it to use for the transformation obviously and then sort of like kiva well also we already have our third writer announced too, which it's still not Common Writer Phantom, which still pisses me off. <laughs> because think of the possibilities. Well, again, you could have him be named. I really Danny. don't want them bringing back Haruto. I just really don't. I like the wizard that, suit. If they bring back wizard, I'm fine. But you don't need to bring back. Uh, you don't need to bring back Haruto. Just saying. <laughs> he was one of the worst parts of the show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I've lost Sean. Yay, edits. It is him, right? Yeah, okay. It's not me. I hope his power didn't go out or something like that. I'm talking! But yeah, I'm... 
I don't understand why they came out with another writer. I'm just gonna talk. I don't know if he's talking. He's probably fixing stuff, so I'm just gonna blab. Um, I'm not really fond of them coming out with another writer already. We've already got two. We're gonna get Spectre's debut next week. Um, and we don't need a third one already. I mean, Gaim had a lot, but that was, you know, that's a whole different story. But just, just Necrom, really? Like, is it, obviously it's supposed to be a takeoff of uh, Necromancy, you know? So he's probably going to be some sort of evil writer. That's just a guess. And the highlight is green with a single horn, which means he's probably just going to be a different version of, uh, um, of Ghost. Because that's all that Spectre is. Spectre is essentially a blue ghost with two horns. That's all he is. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Oh, his Wi-Fi is off. Okay. Um... <laughs> uh, we'll have to see if we can get it back. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, the computer... I'm leaving this in, by the way, so maybe I'll put some elevator music behind it as things go. Um, we'll have to wait and see what the situation is in general. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're gonna... Oh, wait, here it is. Oh, wait, he's here? Sean? Hello? Hi! Are you still recording? I am. <laughs> I kept talking. Because I'm leaving my stuff in. I kept talking, just a little rambling about Necrom and how we don't, we don't need another... Rider already because we've already got Ghost 2.0, Blue Ghost 2.0 with Spectre showing up next week. Um, and now I've got my second recording going, so I can tell your audio dropped. Yeah, so just <laughs> patch this in whenever you get a chance, because yeah. now you have t now you're gonna have like three audio files to kind of patch together. When was that? <laughs> Twenty, like roughly uh, twenty-five and a half. Yeah, I guess I kind of just dropped out. <laughs> 25, 30-ish. Uh, well, oh, that was so inconvenient. I got so frustrated. Well, I'm used to it because it always used to happen with HDU radio. The only difference is we had Vangelis there to supply some entertainment before things could come back, and I'm no Vangelis. Oh, God. I'm going to blame the ninja for this. Yeah. I'm blaming the ninja. Well, actually, I'm blaming Takahara. Well, we can't... That's hot. Oh my god. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Just because it pisses you off. Too. Uh, okay. So, we were talking about uh, Necrom and how we have a third writer, and he's still not named Phantom, and I made my Danny Phantom joke. That we didn't That hear. you guys didn't hear. It's going to be in the audio file, though. So, 
is okay. in there. I didn't delete it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to mess around with things. Um, uh, yeah, you, you'll have fun with that. Because <laughs> like, I brought up, I brought up the fact that it's Common Rider Necrom, like which to me is necromancy, which involves bringing the dead back to life, which might play a yes. part in ghosts revival, so to speak. <laughs> but he also has a different no, changer. You, you, it's you, not a ghost driver. It's like a wristband. Yeah, I, I saw that. So that's new. You know what we, sh- you know what we should call him? Huh? Common Rider Constantine. Uh. brilliant you're brilliant no here i got a i got a better way to do it hang on um oh apparently i had a missed call when did i have a missed call 130 i was awake for that okay (laughs) uh not that one here we go maybe we should call him commander constantine I took that. I took that from the documentary called uh, "I Know That Voice." It's about voice actors and what goes on behind the scenes, and it talks about like uh, what some people did to get there, and just a whole bunch of stuff. And if you're into voice acting, I highly recommend it. It's essentially John John DiMaggio said it himself. He's like, he's like, many people ask me what to do with this job, so I just said, why not ask my peers? So that's what it is. It's like an hour and a half to two hours talking with the Futurama cast. He talks with the Futurama cast. He talks with the Adventure Time cast. Uh, he talks with Mel Blanc's son. He talks with a large variety of voice actors and explains, like, the guy who does, um, shit, the voice of Obi-Wan from the, the Star Wars, like, cartoons. Uh, Rebels or Clone Wars or both? Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Okay. I don't know if he does Rebels. I know he did Clone Wars. He talks how he took uh, Sir Alec Guinness's voice and uh, the other guy's voice. I can't remember his name from uh, the movies. I forgot his name. Ewan McGregor. Yes, Ewan McGregor. He's like he actually talks like them too. It's hilarious. He's like Sir Alec Guinness talk, you know, talks like this. Ewan McGregor talks like this, and I mixed them together, and then that's how I have mine. And he did the same thing with Fred Flintstone because he did the voice. He does the voice of Fred Flintstone. So, I'm not going to ramble on about it, but watch it. Trust me. It's on Netflix. Look up I Know That Voice. Spend an hour and a half just watching because it's funny, too. So, the wrist-mounted changer is called the Megal Louder. Megal Louder. Or McGurr. Just McGurr That's a mouthful. And this is going to be, like, one of the first writers that don't really, well, one of the few. Because I, I can't say one of the only. Because I just remember D-End has a gun driver. Well, what were you going to say? One of the few common riders that don't have a belt. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was... Spoiler alert. There's four from... uh, Actually, no. Kabuto alone. You had Drake, who had a gun. He had, like, a a grip. Because he he was a dragonfly. And he had a grip. And then the dragonfly would come down and its tail would sit in the grip. And he would just say Henshin and transform. Uh, You had Sessord... Who had a little scorpion thing that would crawl up, and he would take it and attach it to a sword, which would then transform him. So it's a lot more common than um, I thought it was. Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I only know Neo Heisei. Yeah. Um, and Neo Heisei only has like one or two that don't use he, belts. 
Um, because I know. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Technically, okay. double, double. They all did. O's. They all did. Well, I'm talking post decade. Yeah, yeah, I know. They these past. Oh, it's past decade. Double had oh, all right, belts. Yeah. O's had all belts. Forze had well had all, all belts. belts. Uh, Wizard belt. Gaim uh, was all belts. Six Gaim was all belts. Drive <laughs> minus Lupin was all belts. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know if you want to count. You can kind of uh, count. That's why I said one or two. So I'm going to say one and a half. And so, then Necrom. And then Necrom. Yeah. Because hmm. no one, you know. Yeah, okay. So tech, So technically, yeah, one, one and a half, half, one and two. two. Okay. And... But so so they're just like rehashing the the non belt riders because like I said, Kabuto was filled with them. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure regular Heisei had a few as well. I mean, D End had a gun, so that's yeah. kind of what debunked my theory in the first place. Was oh shit, D End has a gun? Because I'm actually trying to think. Kuka had only one rider. Akito had three. They all used it. Uh, Ruki, they all used belts. Fies, they all used belts. Although, Delta was different because they all used phones. He had this, like, it looked like a gun. It had, like, the handle and the trigger of a gun, but that was it. And then he would, like, hit a button and say Henshin and then put it in his belt on the side. And I think that turned into his weapon. Um, Fies, Blade, they all used belts. Hibiki, totally different because nobody used a belt at all because it wasn't supposed to be a Kamen Rider series. Really? Yeah, it was supposed to be something else and then they said, fuck it, we turn it into a Rider huh. series. Even halfway through the series, everything changed. The opening changed, the writers changed, like the entire aspect of the show changed. That's when it like officially turned into a Kamen Rider show. Oh, so it's the semi-unofficial Kamen Rider. Well, no, like... The beginning of the series, it starts out as Common Rider. Oh, okay. But it was like I'm guessing in pre-production it wasn't supposed to. And then everybody was like, "We'll just turn it into a Common Rider series." That's why they're like the the black sheep of the family. Okay. Turn and uh, now because I can't so, see shit. All right. Nobody nobody used a belt there. They had belts, and that's where they'd get like the their like finisher thing. It would look like um like a practice pad for drummers then they would take it put it on an enemy and then he would like use his drumstick weapons yeah and then well that was just him then you had Ibuki which had uh, the the trumpet and then Zanki and Todoroki that used uh, um wait there's a writer called Zanki Zanki yeah wow he died oh shit (laughs) you didn't hear that you didn't hear <laughs> Fuck. Way to go. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, by the time I get to it, I'll forget it anyways. With yeah. how lousy I am at binge-watching shows. Well, because then they did a movie from Hibiki, and there were characters, one that had a flute, and another one that had cymbals. So it was a very musical. That was so weird. Oh yeah, it was all based on music. 
Um, let's see. Then after Hibiki was Kabuto. I've already mentioned like there were like eight writers in the series. Well, there was more than that. Three, four. So it had the five. most writers to date until Gaim came around, where it had like fifty-two. No, Ruki. Ruki. Oh, Ruki had thirteen, and Gaim still had more. Yes. Because technically all the armored riders are classified as common riders, even though they're not. Unless you count Denno. Some people do, some people don't, because just the amount of movies that Denno had, there were so many riders. Well, if we're counting I mean, movie even just, riders like, as well, the, yeah. I mean, unless... You, well, that's, to be fair, that's more forms. Yeah. Anyways, back to the news. Just huge rant there. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, crossover movies. Oh, yeah. I was waiting for this, and I'll be, I'll be honest. This happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. Um, so, this is going an t- entirely different direction than I thought it would. Because we're getting one continuous movie, not three different splits. Oh, wait, is it? Look at the... the okay, so, the story details revealed thing. Paragraph 2... Of particular interest, recent reports indicates that Movie War Genesis will be presented as a single contained story featuring both writers. I am actually okay with that. I would rather have that. Which Because whenever whenever we had the team up, it was like it would be like Drive, Ghost, and then the crossover. Right. It's like, no, I don't want that. I don't want like, you know, forty five minutes of each and then fifteen of a team up. I want I want a I want a team up movie. I want a crossover movie, not a small snippet. Right. And then looking back at the because we got the poster and plot synopsis. What? Because I don't want people barging in here. Sorry, I'm recording. What do you need? Sorry. I broke my gun. I have a sign on the door, uh, too. Uh, I told you, the sign wouldn't work. <laughs> Put a sock on it. God. That'll keep people out. Yeah. Anyways... <laughs> Alright, so who's the director? Okay. Osamu Kaneda. Kaneda? Kaneda. Veteran of Gaim Gaiden. Kaneda. Tyson. Kaneda. Script written by Makoto Hayase, a newcomer. Oh, that'll be interesting. Okay. And then, let's see. Chaser will also return because Chaser. That's a cock tease right there. Well, because he's apparently now a spirit writer. Yeah. Because that's a thing. With a robot who has no soul. Although, actually, now that I think about it, it might work out pretty cool. Because we have Common Rider Ghost. Uh, still doesn't make and sense because. Spirit. Because Chase is a robot man. He's got human now, man. He had his humanity when he died. Okay. 
<laughs> he had enough humanity in him that he became a ghost. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, because it's like... Common Rider Spectre and Mock work together in a desperate attempt to stop them, so... Of course, Spectre's spelled differently both times in this article. Spelled the British way and then the American way. But we'll get a new movie form of drive, or basically just a palette swap of type speed. And then Takaru cool. tries to pull a Takaru tries to pull a berry, go back in time and save his father. But realizing it's I wonder, a trap. Uh, I wonder if we're gonna have future Takaru tell him not to. That we're gonna have this really sad music happen and then a really sad scene between the two as he passes away. If they pull off essentially the same scene, I'm going to laugh. I really am. And let's see, then we've got Leonardo da Vinci. And, I mean... Okay, so while encountering each other while chasing a gamma, are thrown ten years into the past after a rift in space-time suddenly opens. Shinosuke encounters Mr. Belt before they originally met. Otaku finds his father before he passed away. And then... A Roidmude shows up. It says THE Roidmude. Which to me means more than one. Which is confusing because all 120 have been accounted for. They've done it before. Triple X? Or Triple Z? With Lupin, but... That's Lupin. He's off doing his own Lupin thing with the Lupin special that we're not going to see for another couple weeks or so. Or so. Um, and then we get Kamen Rider Zero Drive. Which just means he again. is going zero miles per hour and is not in top speed. <laughs> well, well, like I said before, uh, Zero Drive is essentially reverse drive. All of the colors are swapped. Wherever it was red on the other suit, it's black on this suit. Wherever it was black, it's now red on this suit. And looking at the That's poster, um, you see the Type Speed shift car, Dead Heat, and the Triteron shift cars. Yeah. Along with Musashi, Newton, and um, Edison. Edison. And then there's Chase... A chaser, mock, Spectre in the background, looking like he's throwing the dead heat shift car. <laughs> with um, what looks to be a weird gauntlet laser thing coming out of the wrist of Ghost. No, that's the, it's the Musashi thing. Even though, well, it does look like it's a laser coming out of his wrist, though. That's that's well, why I'm saying that. it. Trider on the background. Hoodie wearing ghosts and Da Vinci Santa Claus. <laughs> Leonardo de Santa. Leonardo de Santa. There you go. Brilliant. But yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, it'll be a continuous story and um Yeah. So if it really is one movie, 
then I am happy. Except we won't see it until like. Well, yeah, that's 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 normal. May. You're you're starting to catch on. Oh, I've already caught on. I'm just still angry <laughs> that that's a thing. But that yeah. does it with the news. And we're oh, well, we got twenty minutes. Fantastic. Ish, yeah. <laughs> Actually, gonna tune in right now since we have no news anymore. I can get rid of the document. Yep. And let's go to the news again because that's funny to say. The news. Yes. Yeah. So, do we want to start with Dino Charge or do we want to start with Nonsensager? Yes, just get the nonsense out of the way. All right, Ninager it is. Cloud is now learning how to use magic with his ninja skills. So he's mixing them together with episode 33. New villain, the last of the Kuboni uh, ninjas. This time not with the not with Kuimon cuz Kuimon's supposedly dead but not. Um Takaru gets poisoned because we need to put Red out of commission. And then the monster falls in love with Cloud. Of course. Because he's defending his family and she's like, oh my god. Um, uh, weird Romeo Juliet vibe going on this entire episode. Even to the point where he Makes actually sense. pulls out a Japanese copy of Romeo and Juliet and starts talking about it to the, to the others. But this is after... Um, Kinji and Kasumi go down. Um, uh, and that's when the Geijo comes in because uh, she, th the monster, thinks that Star Ninja is going after Cloud, and he goes, um, "That isn't my type of rodeo." Let that sink in. Well, I already get it. I'm letting the fans let it sink in. Don't and let it then, sink in. And then Kenji goes down. We get a Shakespeare. <laughs> you should not let. You should not let anything from this show sink and in. And then you know, Shakespeare stuff. And then he pulls the old switcheroo. The oh, I'm in love with you. Oh, I'm only I'm only pretending to be in love with you so I can get the antidote. And he gets poisoned himself. So then she gives him the antidote. He takes the antidote, throws it to Nagi and Fuka. They revive the others. And then the monster gets destroyed by Yakimo. Then they go into the mech fight. She falls in love with the mech. Then they do their... Because um, with their new mech, there's a six-shooter on in the middle of them, and their final attack is that they fire themselves out of the mech and slice through, causing giant bullet holes in the monster. It's actually a pretty cool animation, to be quite honest. And then the monster explodes. Yay! Then, episode 34, a wild Yoshi appears for... A few seconds. For like 10 seconds. And um, speaks English. So it's... Of course. I mean, they don't take the American to talk to him. No, no, no. They get the Englishman to talk to him. Um, <laughs> ninja, the ninja hero shows up, Jiraiya. They fight because miscommunication reasons. Jiraiya thinks they're the evil ninjas and they're just fighting Jiraiya because they're fight he's fighting them. And um, so essentially, the drive team up all over again. Yeah, they summon monster dude from dumbbell, and these ninja guys show up to install instill 
Ninja Protocol and the Ninjas. Because they're not allowed to put their shurikens onto their swords because that's what the evil guys do. They can't use their um, jutsus within 50 meters of anyone. And then they restrict them from doing <sighs> stuff because of Takaharu. And Jiraiya is supposed to be the president of all this. So he's running away from protocol. From protocol duty. Um, the weird thing about this monster. This monster's power is to make young people bear the burden. Which that what that actually means is his power forces older people to be on top of the younger people in a piggyback ride style fashion that they can't get off. And the weight is supposed to crush so them down onto the ground. Sounds like the Shinkanger episode. So Takaharu has to carry Jiraiya. And Nagi has to carry Kenji and Yakumo. And Fuka has to carry Kasumi. And um, through the strength of being Takaharu, he's able to walk around with ease and smashes one of the dumbbell guy's hands, which is also a dumbbell, which frees everyone. Um, Jiraiya lifts the restriction on them because he's the president guy, and they gain the Jiraiya Shuruken, which basically only just gives Jiraiya his sword. It literally is a summoning Shuruken for a sword. Not surprising. They fight. The Transcendent guy comes back because he was gone because he was technically destroyed a while back. And um, Jiraiya gives Takaharu the sword, so he does like a double sword attack thingy-majigger mech fight, and they Jiraiya gets involved in there somehow too, and they do the six-shooter thingy-majigger, and next week we get the finale of the Kenji storyline with Kiwimon. Because he's slowly turning into a yokai. Not a yokai, but... Why did I say yokai? No, they are yokai. They are yokai. Yeah. Okay. I... So Kenji's going to be a yokai. Yes. Huh? Cool. Hopefully they'll kill him. Nope. And on to better, more important stuff. Ghost. I watched this at 1.3 speed. So the theme song was actually decent at 1.3 speed. <laughs> uh, I don't listen to it anymore. It's about as decent as the wizard theme song at 1.3 speed. So, Takaharu learns how to make an icon. It's the find something that belongs to an important person. Find someone who's attached to that important person's thing. And then you draw the eyeball. Oh, yeah. Ding dong, ding dong, as the sage would like to say. Ping pong. Yeah, and Onari gets an epiphany because the sage just blows into his ear. It's like, oh, ooh, ooh, I know what to do now, and runs off. Um, Edison... And then we get the douchebag scientist accidentally opening a portal because douchebag scientist. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Ganma steals the yeah. Edison jacket. I'm like, how rude. That's rude. That's not yours. And Captain Ghost, Iguana thing. That's all I have written down for the episode, to be quite honest, because I wasn't really paying too much attention. I was eating a burrito. <laughs> but it just shows that Akari is still the most annoying character on the show. And 
I don't know. It's a tie for me between Akari and Onari. Onari is not as bad because he believes in ghosts. She's like, no, ghosts don't exist. There must be a logical explanation for everything. Well, that's that's not really the reason she's annoying. She's just annoying because she's annoying. Onari is annoying because he's he Bon Bon ornery. in Common Rider. I'm just going to call him Ornery from now on because that's what he is. He's Bon Bon, the second. <laughs> eh, sort of, yeah. <laughs> but we get the Edison icon, which he now turn he turns his sword into a gun, and then he fires a giant electric blast, and then the day is saved. And then we see him use the Condor phone thing at the very end, sort of hinting that it's going to be used next episode. And then episode three, a.k.a. the Oliver Queen episode. <laughs> because we get the Oliver Queen yep. icon. <laughs> Can we just call it from that, call it that from now on? Yeah. I mean, I'm the pretty Oliver sure Queen that's icon. what Riders, Rangers, and Rambles are going to do as well. <laughs> because they're pro- they recorded yesterday, probably. Uh-huh. Because they usually record on Wednesdays. But, um... We get the ability to see ghosts because of magic powder. Yep. Condor phone turns into an actual condor to find Little John. Which doesn't make sense because Robin Hood's the one who steals and Little John was one of the merry men. But the she merry turns, men, it turns yeah. out that she, he's a she and she's the reporter. I kind of saw I it did coming. too, but... And then Takaru hugs her to get rid of the bad energy. Yep, because, because that's what, yeah, because kid and show. And then Ghost becomes the Green Arrow. And I was underwhelmed. <sighs> the suit, cool. The weapon, not so it's much. it's a gun with a bow thing attached to it. It's literally a bow gun. Yeah, I wanted a bow. I wanted a bow. We haven't had an actual, like, unless you count Gaim, which I don't. Because it was still a laser. It was laser right, arrows. I want... A- yeah, I'm like, I want arrows. Like, I want an actual character to have a bow and arrow that actually needs arrows. It's not that hard to ask for. Plus, you could sell them in a bunch and people could buy a shit ton. And it's just another toy you can sell. Rather than just another attachment for something you already have. Onari helps with the fight, saying, Oh, hey, look, he has an opening in his barrier. And then I screamed out, You have failed the city when he puts the final blow on him. Because, um, <laughs> hello, it's the Oliver Queen episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, next week we get Newton. So I guess the. Um, the drive final episode takes place sometime after this in the timeline, because he doesn't have Newton. Until after episode five, uh, episode four. So, well, it has to because the the team up movie is not happening until December. Well, no, like the drive final episode, there was it was the Newton icon. Oh, right. Okay, I was thinking the team and up. And he also had the Newton icon in the uh, summer movie in um, Surprise Future. I really wanted. Ta- uh, Takaru. Um, Takaru? What's his name? Uh, no. Yes. 
I wanted Shinosuke to make an appearance. Not as Drive, not like, you know, it's a team up, yay, we have Drive and, you know. I want, I wanted, like, just a small snippet of Shinosuke to be there. Be- so they could make the last episode of Drive be canon to Ghost. So, like, they could, like, rehash, like, it could be, like, part of an episode. You know, and- like, they have to figure out where the Newton icon is and all this other crap, and then it intertwines with Drive, so maybe we see where Takaru and Ghost cast were when Shinosuke was doing this, that, or the other thing in his episode. Well, who says it isn't? Who says they Well, it's, it's probably not gonna be, because... Well, it doesn't is. necessarily mean that it's not going to be. It's just implied that it isn't, because it's not happening on screen, but it could be a behind-the-scenes sort of thing that is sort of kind of hinted at after episode four, like the ghost, the Newton icon was stolen from him, and then it got lost, and then you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like, like even if even if it's sort of like they pull a flash and arrow, you know, where they just mention Shinosuke by name, just by name. That's all they need to do. I don't think they introduce themselves some, to some... each other though. So it would have been true. that cop guy, maybe like the de- the, de- the 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 detective, yeah. or something. Because the the flying Urusen, the thing knows that it was that he was a common rider. Whether Ghost did, I don't know. Yeah, he knew by the end of it, but that's sort of it for Japanese tokusatsu. I mean, we have theories and nonsense, so. And we've got 15 minutes. Dino Charge. Which is good. <laughs> now, what were the what were the two episodes uh, that we talked true about? True Black and Ghostest with the Mostest. Oh, yeah, the Halloween one. I didn't Which, see. it's really quick. I'm just going to run through it because episode 14, True Black, was a Chase-centric episode, which is nice because he's, again, one of my favorite characters on the show. I mean, him and Yoshi are tied. I wonder... I didn't know that at all. Going into the episode? <laughs> no, that no, that you said that he was your favorite character. I didn't know that oh, at all. Oh, sarcasm. Spliced in with oh, sarcasm. sarcasm. Yeah. Um, but it starts <laughs> off with a Kiwi boy band being played over the radio and Chase making some offhand comment about it. Oh, And yeah, then finding out that um, Shelby's a big fan. And he sort of pokes fun at her. But then... Then there's the Dino Armor X where he's in he's in Dino Steel mode. He puts the thingy in and he gets like Dino Steel gold spikes on both arms and gets like the alligator snapper thingies. Yeah, he uses it properly. And then he makes fun of Shelby and then loses said ability to use it, or as John would like to say, because he didn't go into Dino Steel. <laughs> I fucking rage. I'm sitting there, I'm watching it, and I'm like, okay, he's using it. Awesome. And then it's like, I can't use it. Why can't I use it? Because you didn't fucking put the dino steel on, you idiot. Like, I this this is what I meant earlier about underestimating the intelligence of kids. Because you know there were kids out there telling him to do it. You know there was. That is just I there's no words to describe the idiocy that went into this episode. Here's 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 how I'm gonna rectify it. Him? There's no no, there is no way to rectify well, just, it. Just just listen. Because of the negative energy, he did not remember to put Dino Steel on, therefore, boom. 
So because he felt... Well, no, because that would mean he felt bad about doing it. Because he didn't until it made him realize that, you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have. And it wasn't until after that scene. If he would have realized it, and then... Yeah, I I don't know. I like I said, it's and then he apologizes okay, as they, they suffocate, they ex- and then he's able to do it. They, and then because he didn't he didn't explain that. Oh well, I was thinking about it too much, and I forgot I needed to go into Dino Steel mode. It was no, that's not what it was. It was subtext. I don't know. I don't know the problem. Why can't I use it? Blah blah blah. And all I can think of is because you're a dumbass. <laughs> But yeah, That's then why. he apologizes as they're being crushed and suffocated, as Tyler, Shelby, and Ivan are being suffocated, and then Chase wins tickets on the radio because, you know, that's a thing. It still is a thing, it's just really hard to. And Coda has a cell phone. They all have iPhones with color-coordinated cases. Oh, of course. Well, sorry, they're not iPhones. They're not iPhones. Like I say whenever an iPhone shows up in Ninja. Which it happened again, but I didn't want to mention it because it was nonsense. Well, they did it in O's all the time, too. In O's, they actually, like, Ankh holds up a box that has iPhone, like, I think at that point it was like 3S or or 3S or whatever. And it had the Apple logo on the box. He holds it up. It's got the Apple logo on the back. He eventually gets an iPad. And you know it's an iPad because the Apple logo is right on the back. So, Right, but you could tell because she was on the phone with you, Fomaru. Yes, you can make phone calls to your Otomone. Because you can completely understand that. Well, no, she has the understanding machine that the phone was hooked up to. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. But... Then we go into the ghost is with the most. It's the Halloween spectacular. Um, everyone's a ghost because Chase was like, I'm going to be lazy and not actually do a Halloween costume. Not bad. I wasn't eh, bad. It could be better. I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, an eight and a half for that one. Thank you. And Kendall is Cupid because <laughs> she created the Dino Cupid charger. And we get to see those legs because yes, please. Coda gets kidnapped and then... The lie detector test. That makes no sense because obviously Shelby was the one who was nervous and wasn't answering the questions correct. And we find out that it was evil Coda. It's always evil Coda. <laughs> and because um, he says Miss Morgan and not Kendall. And she only gets on Chase's case about calling her Kendall because, well, they probably, you know are a secret thing. Just saying. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. There really wasn't much to this episode other than they use the Dino Cupid Charger on the monster, and the monster falls in love with something. Because there was... Duplicator came back. Because he wasn't technically destroyed or whatever. And then created turned one of the monsters into Coda. And then, yeah, it, it got weird. Honestly, just watch the episode. The Pocky chart, the Pocky Zord shows up. Because continuity? Of course, continuity. <laughs> well, we already know what they did with the freaking Samurai episodes. Let's air episode three first. Because that makes sense. Because apparently you can only air... 
Halloween episodes in the middle of October. And the... Well, I mean, even if they would have waited a week, if they would have aired the Grey Ranger episode, which we're getting this week... You want to know why they should have? You know... Because, again, it's another Chase episode. I mean, it's the introduction yeah. of Graphite. But at the same time, it's another Chase episode. Because it's his sister. But we're not going to get too yeah. far into that, because that's two weeks from now when we'll talk about it. It's it's a great episode. That episode was actually one of yeah. my favorites. Yeah, I Granted, definitely like the episode. Chase's little sister reminds me of mine. Also, I've seen the morphing sequence like eight times because I paired it with Spinning Wheel from Drive, and it works perfectly. Good. Just saying. All seven of them morphing I, together, I, it was perfect. I, I told... I told uh, I'm not going long on this. I told... I told uh, Sean in the chat, if you have the vocals for Spinning Wheel show up at the 16-18 mark, works perfectly. Trust me. You're a doctor. I like fiddling around with audio and stuff. Trust me, I do it with almost all the shows. Whenever I, saw, I did it with Rambo Escalation, too. He has the time to do this. I would love to tinker with audio. I don't have time for this nonsense. <laughs> I wish I didn't have time. I'll be honest. I wish I didn't have time to do it. Then you'd wish you'd have the time back. But Probably, yeah. It's a vicious circle. That's tokusatsu for the week. But at least then I would have money. Yeah. And then you could buy like fancy programs and stuff. Fancy programs, better computer, move away, better internet. Hey, your internet didn't cut out. Mine was the one that did. Yeah, that's just unexplainable. Um, probably because someone reset the router. Because everything else is connected in the house, but my phone can't seem to connect to the internet, so I gotta reset the Wi-Fi. I don't know. It makes no sense to me, but we managed to make it work, and yeah. You'll be getting three audio files from me this time now. Yep. I will. So have fun splicing all of that nonsense together. Oh, when I used to do HGO radio, I would get three files each, and then the thing would last for five hours. Oh, my. So, I this is nothing new to me. Oh, my. Ima- imagine three audio pieces for four to five people with five hours of content. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I dealt with at HGO. <laughs> So this is nothing. Alright. So that's been this episode. Yes, and we have five minutes to spare. we'll figure out name and description stuff at a later time. Yes, he's going to write the descriptions now because he's so good at it. I just like, uh, one sentence, we're good, let's do it. And he's like, nope, I'm going to write you a small essay. So I'm like, alright. I'm apparently good with words. Yes, you are. I thought I was good with words, and then you beat me on it. <laughs> Alright. I'm actually going to start it up but now, that's... so while this, everything's importing, exporting, transferring. Yes. And that will end the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Um, yep. Again, if you want to find the podcast, Geek Tokupod on Twitter, uh, Geekish Tokly, Geekishly Toku Podcast on Facebook, uh, and then geektokupod.blogspot.com Until two weeks. Until next time, friends. Next time, two weeks. Same difference. We will see you next time.
Bye. Bye-bye. I'm going ghost! He was just 14 when his parents built a very strange machine. It was designed to view a world unseen. Who's gonna catch him all the teams? Danny Phantom. When it didn't quite work, his folks, they just quit. But then Danny took a look inside of it. There was a great big flash of things just changed. His molecules got all rearranged. When he first woke up, he realized he had snow white hair and glowing green eyes. He could walk through walls, disappear, and fly. He was much more unique than the other guy. And it was then that he knew what he had to do. He had to stop all the ghosts that were coming through. He's here to fight for me and you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.